Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 41. He says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, And do not perceive the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite! First remove the plank from your your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. So, So Jesus gives us here a humorous illustration. You just imagine this. You know, a guy with a big, you know, a beam coming out of his eye. You know, look at that speck in your eye. And we know, you know, obviously this is a ridiculous illustration, but in the spiritual and in the emotional, this is a very true thing, isn't it? And I have hit people upside the head with the plank in my eye on multiple occasions throughout my life at my Christian walk. I've done that to people. And I have been hit upside the head by other people's plank coming out of their eye trying to remove the speck out of my eye. And and so we have to notice what Jesus says here, and I think it's so important to understand this. He doesn't say, check to see if you have a plank in your eye. He says, you do have a plank in your eye. Every single one of us has a plank in our eye. And so when it comes to the plank in our eye, we have to realize that we are at best flawed, imperfect, and we have to be careful with other people Otherwise, we run roughshod over them. When you go through the pain of removing the plank from your own eye, repenting of your own sin, humbling yourself, seeking forgiveness from God and from others, then we see God's mercy and grace on us and it is easy to extend that grace to others. When we learn, when we learn to get a response from others rather than God, then we tend to be self-righteous, angry, jealous, suspicious, fearful, and envious. But when we abide in Jesus, we bear the opposite. We bear good fruit. As he says in verse 43, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree that is is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from bramble bushes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. What does this good fruit, bad fruit mean? Well, in Jesus' other sermon where he said a lot of the same things in, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 7, notice what he says in verse 15 through 16. He says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Wait a minute, that sounds a lot like judgmentalness, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot like judging, doesn't it? It is. It's judging fruit. It's inspecting fruit. When you see fruit coming out of somebody's life that is obviously sin, then you're to judge that fruit. 
With gentleness, of course, remember, you have a plank in your eye. So you have to remove that first, and then you have to work to help somebody else, help somebody else out. But we, we got to make sure that we're looking at, at the situation and that we are, are assessing it based on, is this good fruit or bad fruit? but not holding them just because they don't believe in the same political party or, or the, they look different than I like or whatever, not judge them in that way. But we do judge the things that come out of somebody's life. So what, what is he talking about when it comes to fruit? What is fruit in the Christian life? Now, there's a law in Bible hermeneutics, and, and hermeneutics just means Bible interpretation. And that hermeneutical law is the law of expositional constancy. Which means, and this will help you as you're going through your Bible to not make mistakes on interpretation, whenever there is a, a simile or a metaphor or a hypocatastasis, whenever you're casting something along, I know, you're going to have to look that word up. I learned it from a professor. But <laughs> it, it just basically means something that's used to, to talk about something else. Hypocatastasis isn't saying like he's like a dog. It's saying that dog hurt me. You know, that's the hypocatastasis where he's, you know, he's like a dog. You know, that's a simile, right? And then a metaphor is, you know, different. Yeah, anyway, I don't have to explain all this. But the point is, is that whenever something's used in that way in Scripture, it always means that. Always. And so when you see, like, for instance, leaven. Leaven in Scripture represents what? Sin. Yeah, leaven always represents sin. So when a woman hides the kingdom of God is like a woman who had a measure of meal and she made it into dough and she hid some leaven inside of it. It's talking about sin and the sin spread through the whole thing. Well, we don't want the kingdom of God to be like that, but that's what it's saying. When the birds launch in the branches of the tree, of the mustard seed tree, birds also represent evil, right? But Jesus already told us this when he told us the, the parable of the sower. He says the kingdom of God is like a sower who went out to sow his field. And as he sowed, he sowed some on the good ground, some on the rocky ground, some on the thorny ground, and some the enemy snatched away. The birds came and ate it. The kingdom of God is like that. That there's going to be evil that comes and takes away. And that's always the point. And he says, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand all parables? And so that parable is the interpretation of all the parables that Jesus tells when it comes to the kingdom parables. But this case, he talks about fruit, and fruit always means the same thing as well. And so when you look at Galatians chapter 2, or 5, verse 22 and 23, he says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Singular. The fruit singular is love. And then when you look at all these other things, these are what love produces. Joy, peace, Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. And so it starts with love. And it is the love of God in your heart and your love towards God and towards other people, fulfilling the greatest commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And who is my neighbor? My enemy. Remember when that question came up to Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, there was a man of Samaria. <laughs> And he makes the Samaritan the good guy who helps the Jewish guy who's beaten and left for dead on the side of the road. And he says, you go and do likewise. Be like that good Samaritan. Love the person who you don't like. And that's what they hated the Samaritans, you know, much like Jonah hated the Ninevites. You'll know men by their fruit. And we can also only bear fruit 
as we abide in the vine. Your love is not going to come out of your life. It's not going to be a part of who you are until you get it from the source, which is who? Jesus, yeah. John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Nothing good, right? Nothing productive, nothing kingdom-minded. There's nothing that you can do. And so he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Where am I at in this? Where is my progress? How's my training doing? There's a good way to test your training. Whenever you're under pressure, that's whatever comes out, that's how you're doing. You get in that car accident, the guy's reckless and he bumps into you. What comes out of your mouth? That's how you're doing. Praise the Lord. Maybe this is an opportunity for the gospel. Praise the Lord. Consider it all joy when you face various trials. Or is it, jump a Jehoshaphat. What's wrong with you, you know? I don't know if anybody says that. It's probably worse things, right? I mean, goodness. You know, I, I was a pastor was talking about this. This last week, I went to a pastor's conference, and he was kind of sharing. And he's like, you know, I used to you know, get really angry, and I'd say things to my wife. And, you know, and, and, he, and she says, you said that to me. He's like, I didn't mean it. I was just angry. And she's like, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and you're mean, and you hate me. <laughs> He's like, you're right, you're right, okay. And he realized that's a good litmus test for where I'm at. When I say awful things because I'm under pressure, that's who I truly am. And so that shows me where I'm at in my training and shows me what I need to work on. So don't be discouraged by that, but take that and say, okay, that's what I said. Those are the things coming out of my mouth. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I need to work on that in my life. This is, this is where I need to start. Verse 46, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things that I say? That seems pretty obvious. If Jesus is our Lord, we do what he says, right? We just do it. We engage in the training. Verse 47, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man who built his house and dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. That's beautiful. When we are in training by practicing, obeying, and, and believing, we are building on a foundation. So I, I, I engage in this training, and I'm, I'm, I'm practicing in the training the things that I learn in the Word, I'm obeying God's voice as He talks to me, as I read His, read His Word, as I pray, and He speaks to me, and believe Him for the, for the grace, for the credit, you know, that's going to be given to me to be able to do what I don't feel like I can even do. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.